Hello, everyone, and welcome to Green Industry Pro's Grassroots Podcast. I'm editor Sarah Webb, and today I'm joined by Linda Nelson, president of Greenscapes in Naples, Florida, and winner of our inaugural Women in the Green Industry Award. Linda and I discuss what it takes to be a female in a male-dominated field, how she got into the green industry, and more. Thanks for listening in, and I hope you enjoy today's episode. Thank you so much for joining me today. Can you talk to us about how you first got your start in the green industry? Sarah, thank you for having me today. Uh, How did I get my first start in the green industry? Well, it was a little bit um, kind of in in my nature as my mother opened up her landscape company pretty much the same day she found out that she was pregnant with me. And so it was an introduction that way. Um, But fast forwarding it to my adult years, um, I love the concept of the green industry because of the fact that one, you're giving something back and you have the opportunity to create beauty. Um, and the second part of it is you're, you're getting to see things grow and you're adding future. You're bringing peace and harmony. Uh, it's just, it's a, it's a rewarding field. You know, I, I've, I can honestly say I've never gone to work a day in my life. It's, it's like going out and getting to play. I've been very blessed. Very cool. And can you talk to me a little bit about your career journey up to this point? My career journey up to this point, being in the industry as long as I have, the journey has been um, educational process. You have to educate and you have to stay on top of your education. Um, thing, these are living organisms. I mean, um, they're so close related to us that they change daily. Concepts change daily. Your clients' visions change daily. Um, coming right out of college, I really seemed to get the biggest grasp of what was going on when, you know, it was the lawnmower to the to the grass blade and the shovel to to planting and installing new landscapes. So, my journey thus far um, has been an absolutely spectacular one. I've been blessed with a tremendous team. Most of my managers and um, middle management has been with me 38 to 45 years. So it's made my journey so far pretty easy. Um, so when I look at it, my, my career to this point, the journey, it's, it's rewarding. It's, it's hard to find the words that totally describe it in a full circumference of it. You know, being able to be a part of a living environment and being able to be a part that being active in it, when I got very active in it in 82, 83, at that time being one of the few females in this industry was a tremendous learning point for me because in college, you know, it's, it's co-ed, but when you stepped into the horticultural industry, landscaping industry back in 1982, it was not so much co-ed friendly. And so it's, it's been a learning concept from the beginning to now. And it's been, it's been great to see it evolve. And it's been very rewarding to see women involved into this industry. Absolutely. And can you talk to me a little bit about some of those co-ed challenges that you had when you first stepped in? You know, was it um, a case where you were felt you felt like you were not welcome in the industry or anything like that? When we look at it, we say not welcome. I don't know if it was not welcome. I think it's more of they were not accustomed to. There was a bit of challenge. There was a lot of stereotyping. Um, I don't think it was intentional as much as it was. Um, a way of life 
it, it was it was the way we were cultured. You know, girls went to college to find husbands, become teachers, or become nurses. Um, very few went to college to come out and do landscaping. And being in it in the early 80s, there was a lot of times that I was, when I would go to the conferences, um, I was asked where the restroom was or could I get another pot of coffee out um, because they would always associate me with some of the staff there, you know. Um, and then as I grew into it, you know, where's your husband or who's your partners? Rarely did I get the recognition of I'm an owner. And when I did get the recognition, it was much more into the, the late 80s, early 90s when it started to be more the recognition of, okay, this is a woman-owned company, you know, and even in the beginning, um, in the early 80s, mid-80s, going out and being a woman-based company was quite challenging, especially in the landscaping industry, because at the time, my mom had one of the few female-owned landscape companies in the, the Carter County area. So um, it was very challenging. Um, we could probably talk all day on some of the, the hurdles Mm-hmm. Um, of what it was coming into a a man's world at that point in time. Absolutely. And are there any instances, you know, you mentioned being at a conference and being asked, you know, where the restroom is or, you know, things like that. Are there any other instances that stick out in your mind as a hurdle or a challenge being in a male-dominated industry? Oh, absolutely. When you would get an RFP or go to bid sessions, um, you could feel that the presenters and, and the communities going out to bid would show favoritism toward the men sitting in the room. Mm-hmm. Of course, at that time, I was one of the few women, unless it was a secretary, come to take notes for them. Um, but you could definitely see there was a strong difference in the attention span and the amount of energy exchanged with the, the presenters of the RFPs and when they were doing it. Now, as they got more to the landscape committees and the landscape committees being more of a female based in many cases, you could see that the, that the, the dynamics in the room would change. But it's, I think it was introduction. You know, it's introducing men to you can do this work and you're not here so much to challenge them, but to help complement them and help them carry their mission further. So I think it was getting through that, you know, and and sometimes when you go to these bids, you know, they're looking at you and it's a woman taking food off their table or a client from their staff. So most definitely there was that in the beginning, 100%. Gotcha. And, you know, on the flip side of that, can you talk to me about some of the successes that you've had along the way in your journey? I've had tremendous successes. We've been very blessed. Like I said, I I had the success of having a phenomenal team that has been with me since the 79-80. Um, some of them are starting to retire now. Um, the successes has been to to create a, we created a learning manual um, mm-hmm. that we used with our staff. And now it's about 16 years old. And it's actually been turned into a right plant, right place. And it's a credited board member um, course through um, the state of Florida that we use to give them CEUs. Um, it's a training manual that lists the top 38 plants. Um, some of our other successes is, you know, to see a man or a woman come to you and to see the development. And our success comes when they buy their first car or when they buy their first house or you see them open up a checking account or they get married or they have their first kid. So many of those successes is what's brought us to the point we are now. 
So when we look at that, you know, I look at the training at the training material that that we've developed to help bring these members to being able to buy a house, buy a car, have a family, have that American dream, have have that higher self-esteem about themselves. Absolutely. And, you know, just building on that, would you say that that's been your favorite part about being in the green industry or are there other aspects that come to mind? You know, I would have to say, you know, I've never thought of it that way, Sarah, but having you said it that way, I think that is my most favorite aspect. My most favorite aspect is to, I've got third generation in here now and to go out there and see these young men, um, to see them develop. I've had some of my team that has left our family and gone and opened their own companies. And to me, that's success. If we've brought you in and we've brought in your horizons and we've given you the courage and the tools to go out and create your own masterpiece, that's, that's success. That's the, the aspect of it that, that makes it so special. So yes, ma'am, I, I think that's, that's probably my number one favorite. And I think my number two favorite is to go into a piece of property that's been cleared and developed and you have all these homes and you have all these gardens, but it's not finished until you put that landscape in, you know, and then to go into areas that have aged and be the one to refresh them and bring them back to life, give them back that vigor, make it, make it pleasing to all the ones when they come home from work every day, they get to drive into a beautiful landscape. Absolutely. And that goes back to what you mentioned earlier about just building beautiful things so that it, it's about finishing touch. Sarah, it's about making a difference. Mm-hmm. So I guess that would be my number one takeaway in this conversation me and you having is that making the difference in, in what we do with our, with our team members, our families, and then making a difference in our external families. Absolutely. And kind of switching gears here, what would you say that winning the inaugural Women in Green Industry Award means to you? It's pretty wild. Um, <laughs> I'm still kind of um, I'm humbled by it. I, I'm very excited about it. Um, it, it energizes me. It, it, wants, it, it makes me to want to go out and inspire more and to see how I can reach and help more women and men in this industry. Um, I love seeing young women see their potential and know that there's a very sustainable for career for them in the landscape industry, whether it be in the field aspect or in the administrative or in the career aspect of, of the human development of it. There's just so much. And so it's igniting to me. It's igniting to me to, to do more, to make a bigger difference. Absolutely. And on the flip side of that, would you say that there were any mentors that helped you along the way? You know, I'm sure your mom played a very uh, influential role, but were there any others that come to mind? I had a lot of mentors. I, I think in many ways, our team here um, was a huge mentor because they kept pushing me. Um, they would push me to grow further and to bring bigger things, you know, staying ahead of the team's needs was pushing me to grow. Um, some of the, the, the local mentors, you know, some of the women in the organizations, the women's organizations that I come across was great mentors. Um, but I think the educational platform has been what has really been the biggest contributor to um, our success and our path. Very cool. And, you know, for women who might just be starting out in the green industry, what advice might you give to them? To the women starting out in the green industry, 
Um, I would have to say, don't wait for someone to open the door for you. You open that door and you be the door stop. Don't let it close on you. At the end of the day, it's your journey and that door is yours to open. Go for it. Very well said. And then wrapping up with the questions here, you know, why do you think it is so important to promote careers for women in the green industry? Why is it so important? I'd probably turn around and say, why not? Um, it's, it's a rewarding career. It, it's like I said to you in our, our first couple moments together, I've never had to go to work a day in my life. And I hope that I'm planting enough seeds that these trees that grow is going to provide shelter and shade for, for generations to come. And getting more women into this industry, women have so many talents and they just don't allow themselves to express those talents because sometimes, again, going back to that 1980s, um, it's a man's career when it's quite the contrary. I mean, based our staff over the same time last year, we are probably up in women personnel by 28% over last year's staffing, which is very exciting to me um, to have this many women on our team and women that are not wanting to be just team members, but they're wanting to be team captains. So they're, they're asking for the courses on team captains. They're, they're taking English classes. They're, they're wanting to be involved. So, you know, you, you look at it as so many great women has, has cleared the path for us, me and you both. Mm -hmm. And it's our responsibility to make sure that no weeds grow up in that path and it stays clear and get other women to, to keep pushing forward. Very well said. And I did want to ask you one follow-up question to that. What has your company done to really emphasize the careers available at your company for women? You know, you mentioned you're up uh, by women employees by about 28%. Um, you know, what have you done to promote that? I think promoting it over the couple of years has been has been kind of just natural for us. My senior management and client services is predominantly women. Mm -hmm. um, um, our our vice president is is also um, a woman, and um, our middle management um, is accountable for women also. And I think what brings them up and what brings the opportunity is that. Everyone's treated equal. Everyone's got a job to do. We've all got a task to do. And whether you're male or female, it's how you make a difference in that day and getting your work done. And we show an equalness to being able to advance. They just don't come in here and, oh, you're a girl. No, here you go. Here's your chance. You can be a captain. You can be an operations manager. You can be a client service manager. You can be in the office. We're showing them that there's so many opportunities. When we did our company brochure, we, we put in there that, you know, um, we had pictures of the women in management to open their eyes to see that, hey, look, that person do it. Why can't I do that also? So I think it was it's our presentation of our marketing material, presentation of our onboarding and coming into the office. Um, we're very co-ed. Very cool. Yeah, I think it is so important that representation piece, you know, seeing a female manager in a brochure or something like that and thinking, you know, I could do that too. That's very It's important. identification. Mm -hmm. It's 100% identification. You know, how can I identify with that person in the picture? You know, what's the image that they're portraying? You know, mm -hmm. we had, we had images of, we have operation managers that are females. We had images of captains and images of team members, you mm -hmm. know, and part of the onboarding, um, 
our development is being able to talk to some of these women and say, I was in the field, um, but now I'm an operation manager two years later, you know, and I'm responsible for half a million dollars worth of work every, every year. So it's, it's building them up that way. It's showing them they can. Very well said. Thank you so much again for joining me today, Linda. It was really great talking with you. My pleasure, sir. Anytime. Thanks, everyone, for joining us for this episode of Green Industry Pro's Grassroots Podcast. Again, I'm your host, Sarah Webb. Stay tuned for more episodes coming soon. Until next time. Thank you.